What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Allison Arahetta returns to Music Friday Live for a full interview, and we get to talk with the band that has played 600 gigs and counting. Stay tuned. This is Music Friday Live. From Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America, it is Music Friday Live, brought to you by Solar City, your source for clean, sustainable energy. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, reminding everybody that this is your show. Our guests are here to talk with you. So call in at 347-215-7511 or email us. Email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. We know you're probably at work sitting here with your headphones on, so just go ahead and email us. In addition to our headliner guest today, we have a surprise guest, a visit from Grammy-nominated rock star Allie J. In fact, here she is. Hi, Allie J. Hello. Allie, when we ran into each other at um, the, I guess it was a Mitre uh, concert, you said you had some interesting new projects going on. So why don't you update us? What's happening? Well, I'm really excited. Um, I just uh, co-wrote a single for this band called Los Racas. They're a really cool like rap duo underground band, but they just got signed to um, Universal. And, um, and you know, the song I wrote with them, uh, they ended up asking me to be the guest artist in the song. And um, it's a little different from what I usually do because I do more rock alternative pop stuff and this is more like urban dance. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's really, it's really, it's a really cool song. It's a really cool project. And so that's one of the things that's going on lately. It's, it's a single that's coming out soon. Um, will you, will yeah, you let so. us know? Will you, will you let us know when it comes out? Definitely, definitely. But it should be out um, very soon, like probably in like a few weeks or, or less. <laughs> um, Actually, so. I have seen some, some um, publicity for a concert by them. Are you going to be playing with them at all? Yeah, actually. Uh, well, I, I played a couple of shows with them recently, and, and we have another show tomorrow. It's going to be uh, in Long Beach. It's a free event on Pine Avenue between 6th and 7th, um, and, you know, I'm going to just sing the song with them, and uh, there's a lot of some other cool bands playing that I that I think are, are good. Um, uh, let me just, uh, I want to, I wanna like, wait, okay, it's, it's La Banda Escalavera, Very Be Careful, Casi So, so some other, it's going to be an interesting lineup, um, so, and, you know, and of course, those so- track if people want to see you live, they can actually do so in Long Beach. Can you tell us what the venue is or what the uh, the festival is? 
It's a, a Dia de los Muertos event, so it just passed, so it's, it's still kind of, you know, they're still doing events. And um, I think it's on the street because it, there doesn't seem to be a venue. <laughs> they just told me, here, show up. <laughs> I posted the flyer on my Facebook, and it just says the other ones, and it says Pine Avenue between 6 and 7. So I'm thinking it's like like a stage outside, you okay. know? Um, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, this it's going like to be fun. fun. This sounds like a yeah, lot of fun. It's you know, fun and it's, um, it's free. Dia de los Muertos is, is, is – um, a major, major holiday in, in Los Angeles. It seems to go on for for almost a month, and uh, uh, I I think our our audience around the country may not understand that that this uh, it almost takes over the city for for at least two weeks. So I'm glad yeah, to see that you're part of that. Yeah, no, it's really fun. Are you in the Are you in the studio? Or are you recording anything? Can we see? Are we Can we expect anything uh, new from you? Yeah, I mean, I'm always writing. I'm actually kind of like uh, working with a few different local artists that I'm being inspired by. Obviously, Mitre, which you, of course, uh, you know, we we run into each other a lot at Mitre shows. <laughs> um, him and I have been like, you know, writing and, and singing together. And um, so I'm working with him. I'm working with Francisco Valenzuela, which is this amazing Chilean uh, rock, uh, like, you know, indie artist. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm getting really inspired by this community of artists surrounding me. So I, I'm writing with a lot of them, and I think something's going to come out of it. Uh, Mitra and I have a new song that we're going to release called Demons. Okay. It's like a, a bilingual duet. Let us know, uh, and we will have you back on. In fact, we're going to try to have you back on in December anyway. So let us know. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time today. That was really nice for you to call in and update us. Of course. Thank you for having me. Like, this is really, you know, it's it's really nice being a part of it. And, and um, we had met a few times, so I'm glad we got to do it. <laughs> okay. All right. That's Allie J. And thanks, thanks once again. We're going to have to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to a, a really, really hardworking band. Don't go away. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. And that was Ali J. Of course, uh, we are um, going to be talking with uh, Timmy D. of uh, Pullman Standard, and it's going to take just a minute to find him because they're on tour. And of course, you know what happens when bands are on tour. So uh, we're going to play a little bit of their of their music because it's really great music. So this is Alley Cat by Pullman Standard, and while we're playing it, we're going to go see if we can find them. Don't go away. 
say the letter for the box If there's a lot of trash to talk Well then the is the savvy will play bug and when to stop If you're compelled to walk the walk Anywhere would be the time and the place The Cat by uh, Pullman Standard. We're having um, uh, a little difficulty reaching the band. Like I say, they're, I, I think they're in Kansas City. And although we talked to them, my producer talked to them a little earlier uh, today, uh, they seem to be having uh, some problem calling in. You know what it's like when you're calling in from the uh, the road on cell phones. So while we're, while we're trying to uh, c- connect with them, I do want to tell you about another band. And these people are not going to be calling in because they are in uh, London, um, and uh, this is a uh, uh, a band that I hope to have on the uh, the air fairly soon. Um, this is a band that, uh, well, they're just kind of different. They're called Hidden Charms. They're a quartet from London. They're they're racing through Europe like lightning, and they've just released a new single which was actually recorded here in Los Angeles called Dreaming of Another Girl Long Way Down. The band is overflowing with youthful energy. Uh, the four bandmates, uh, Vincent Davies, uh, 
uh, Ronald, uh, Ronald McDonald, Josh Lewis, and Oscar Robinson are all under 22, right? They're under 22, but they all know their rock history. Uh, and they pump out a sound that is new, but it's drenched in classic rock influences. When you hear them, and, and, and you will um, uh, in a minute or so, because we're going to play uh, one of their songs, you're going to say to yourself, wow, that's good. And where have I heard it before? Well, the truth is you haven't experienced their blend of swampy rhythm and blues and garage rock before, but they take you back to the music of a young Van Morrison or even early Beatles. Uh, so I'm going to play a little bit of their song uh, while we uh, try to track down Pullman Standard in Kansas City. And this is called uh, We Love You Because You Are There. And, of course, you can hear it all on SoundCloud, but I'm going to play a little bit of it here. So this is Lo We Love You Love You Because You're There. And this is by Hidden Charms. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to hold off on that because it looks like Pullman Standard is with us. Here we go. Hi there. Hey, how's it going, bud? Patrick, it's, can you hear me? Uh, it's going much better now that uh, we've been <laughs> able to uh, track you down. Well, I know what it's like being on the road. Uh, you, and, oh. and communications from the road is never easy. So, uh, well, just a second. I want to I want to introduce people to you, okay? Um, in yep. the spring of 2008, a, uh, a young man living in his car with only an acoustic guitar and a laptop for company launched a dream of building a band and a career based on his sophisticated, high-energy, high-gloss rock and roll music. That dream slowly became a reality as Timmy D, who's now on the line with us, recorded and handed out demos that gained him an audience. They also gained him a band. He was joined by uh, drummer uh, Eddie Kaur and guitarist and uh, pianist uh, Felipe Ozuna and bassist J.D. Minnick. And for a time, his younger brother Austin was with him there, too. Uh, they all launched Pullman Standard. And the world and Timmy has never been the same. He's been touring relentlessly. He's been going through many lineup changes, which is kind of normal. And he's built a national following of people who cannot get enough of the addictive rock and jet fuel performances of Pullman Standard. So we're proud that he's with us today, and we're really happy he could call in. Timmy, thank you so much for taking the trouble. I know it was a lot of trouble to uh, talk to us today. Uh, you know what? Thank you so much for having me on, and, you know, a little bit of confusion here and there uh, as far as with a couple of emails that I had to scan through to be like, there it is, there's where we're going, but <laughs> it's good to finally show up and arrive to our destination. <laughs> so. Well, I love your story. Uh, seven years of hard work, and uh, you're still growing and going. Now, what has kept you going, going all these years? I know touring could be sort of deadening at times, kind of the opposite of, of the spirit you need to really shine on stage. You know, it's, I mean, if, if I could just backtrack to when I was 14 years old, and I remember going and seeing this punk band, Early on in uh, in my musical career, I started playing music when I was 13, 14, writing songs. And, and since I could remember, I'd always listen to songs and write my own lyrics behind. I'd hear a song that I liked, and I'd be like, oh, you know what? I want to write these lyrics behind it. And I would do that. And as cheesy as it probably sounded, uh, it was it was the way I started learning how to write music. And, and uh, anyways, digressing. But to the point, I went and saw this punk band, and they were called Noise Ratchet. And they were around for quite some time, but they started, I think, in 1990, 
I think they started in 95 or 96. Uh, and when I had gotten to them, they were kind of, you know, they were favorites in the punk scene. And they stuck around until I think 2004, 2005, and had some pretty good success. But I remember talking with their guitarist, and I can't remember his name for the life of me, but, you know, a young pup, you know, saying, man, you guys are awesome, blah, blah, and, you know, whatever, just talking to him like a fan would, you know, and, and how fans talk to me sometimes when it's their first time seeing us. They, I always remember Noise Ratchet bringing so much energy to the stage, and I was in awe. And uh, the guy was, the guitarist was very much ADD, kind of like me, where we we go off on our little tangents. And he started talking to me, and he said, you know, because I said, wow, that would, it's cool, you know, you guys tour and you guys do all these things. And, and I remember him saying to me, he's like, it's a lot of work. And this is, this is uh, you know, I mean, this is ages ago now, years and years ago, 50, almost 15 years ago probably. And um, anyways, back to the point, though, is it is a lot of hard work. It's a long road, and I think there's a lot of work ethic that's been instilled in me, uh, definitely from my mom and dad. They were both in the Navy, and they both, always talk about stories of I remember my dad telling me a story about just having to use a brush and a bucket of soapy water to swab the hallway deck uh, on one of the ships he was on when he was a young recruit only for the fact that just because his captain said so or not captain but his his person in charge, his chief officer um, And so that transferred over to and, and that's yeah, where you yeah. got the spirit to keep to keep working as hard as you work. I think from from a numerous amount of lessons, you know, that my that I learned along the way, and and I'm you know I really am one of those kind of people that just has a motor, and it's something that it's hard to explain to people is when you have a vision and you have a dream to to make that vision a reality. If you have a motor, it doesn't take much more than wanting to make that dream a reality. And that motor will keep you going. It'll get you up at 8 o'clock in the morning. It'll be the first thing you think about when you wake up, and it'll be the last thing you think about when you go to bed. And, and it's something well, that, gonna, you know, I can't we're gonna, explain. We're going to play a little bit of that motor, of starting up that motor. This is uh, your new single, Starting Static. Uh, thank you. First of all, first of all, I want to say that that's a great piece of songwriting and song producing. Not only the lyrics, but the arrangements there are really first class. That is, you know, if there's a first class compartment in a Pullman Standard Airship, right? Um, yes, sir. That's kind of a recharge song. I, I understand you recorded it while you were on tour. Can you uh, sort of briefly tell us about how that happened? Absolutely. Uh, last year, uh, we left for our summer tour. July 21st, and um, our drummer, Eddie Core, at the time we were on tour, we stopped for a tour date in Baton Rouge, and through people that he knew, various networking, he had a friend down there, uh, his name was Ty Vu, and he had a music studio, and he came and saw us play, 
and was just like, man, I got to record that song because I had demoed the song on my laptop as I'm apt to do. It's kind of been a longstanding tradition of Pullman standard. Uh, I, I recorded our first demos uh, on my laptop and there we are out on the road. And anyways, uh, getting to the point is Taivu wanted to produce that song and we set aside some time. We said, we'll be back out on tour uh, because it's Baton Rouge. So it's kind of, you know, it's it's not exactly out of the way, but it's definitely a far cry from Los Angeles. And it was really <laughs> nice to get to get a few days in the studio. So we took we blocked out about five days uh, to work with Ty, and we were actually going to do. We were quite ambitious. We had three songs we wanted to get done, and uh, after the first day, I was just like, you know what? Let's just really focus on getting one good tune done. And Ty loved starting static. So did I. I I really thought it was kind of a new step, a new direction for Pullman Standard. Well, I think it's a great direction for Pullman Standard. Um, Now, when I've seen, you know, the videos I've seen of you, and I'm going to see you in person uh, when you're back here in L.A., but the videos I've seen, you act like a very hard rock band on stage. Um, Your appearance, the lights, the smoke, the, the, the general frenzy, but your voice and your lyrics are anything but headbanging hard rock. You've got a superbly pitched and controlled melodic voice, and at times you can even croon in falsetto. As one of my friends who listened to your music said, hey, this guy can really sing. Um, I assume you've always had that voice and you built the music around it. Is, is that the case? Yeah, you know, I, it's like I said, I, I come from kind of a, a punk rock background where – uh, you know, I grew up in San Diego. There were a lot of punk rock bands around at the time that I thought were just so cool. And I was very involved in the uh, in the punk rock skate scene and surf scene and snowboard scene. So a lot of the bands that were involved with that were very, very uh, rambunctious, boisterous bands, bands that brought it all, brought all the energy to the stage, got the crowd involved. And it definitely seeped into my skin, but... I tried to start my own band and, and I loved, I grew up listening to bands like Queen and U2 and uh, uh, I loved Def Leppard. You know, Def Leppard is, is notorious for having yeah. just beautiful melodies uh, in their, in their rock and roll. And, uh, and then Bono, he's so such he's, a crooner himself. He, he has keyed in on the falsetto, you know, in songs like, so, so, you used your, so you used your natural talent to, uh, to create some very unique music. Well, congratulations. We're all glad you did. Let me just remind our listeners that we're talking with Timmy D. He's the founder of the rock band Pullman Standard, and you can talk with him. You can email us if you're sitting there with your headphones on while you're at work. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com, and we actually do have a couple of emails here for you, which I'll get to you in just a second. Um, or you can call us, 347-215-7511. Now, Timmy, I'm, I'm kind of curious about the name Pullman Standard and that beautiful, classy logo you have. Uh, now, you've said you like trains, which is kind of logical from the name of the band, but you chose an yeah. airship for the cover of your Edge of the Clouds album and presumably to represent the Pullman Standard. Where did the name come from and why an airship? Well, I'll make it as quick as possible, but Pullman Standard, obviously rail car company. Uh, one of my first jobs I had uh, that I actually you know, had a, a 1099 for, you know, I paid taxes for, uh, I was 15 years old, and it was 
I love I love trains ever since I was a kid. I, I had my own little model train set and whatnot. And I don't know if it was just the the part about trains, but I liked I liked miniatures. I loved models of uh, of airplanes and cars as well. But I really keyed in on on model railroads because it was cool how you could you know you kind of control them and run them around the track. And so I worked at the San Diego Model Railroad Museum. That was one of my first jobs, and I got to run the trains there. And uh, I always remember. Uh, there was a guy, his name's John Cathcart, and he's the uh, director of the car department there. He fixes all the cars that break and whatnot. And he always used to tell me stories uh, about uh, the olden days of the Pullman car, the fact that so many business deals were done on the Pullman car. Uh, President Lincoln, his, his uh, I guess you could say motorcade, but uh, his, his uh, casket was shipped back home uh, on a Pullman car. Uh, Pullman, they made all the classiest dining cars. They 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 just rode better. They so you decided to, to so you decided to use the name, but why an airship rather than a train car? Now here's where the airship comes in. I actually did a concept album called Steam Powered Hearts, and right. there's a novel series that I wrote for it, and it's a it's a steampunk novel because I really love steampunk, and so <laughs> taking the name and combining it with airships and and I can't really say too much because I'm waiting on uh, my publisher to clear a lot of stuff. Um, but I'm really excited to release. It's a three-part novel with a prequel, which is Edge of the Clouds. And it's kind of explains okay. the adventure that brings – it's kind of like the, the Hobbit in the J.R.R. Tolkien series, this Lord is, of the Rings. This, is, this is great. You know, you are the first musician I've had on in four years who not only plays music but has also written novels. This is so when the book comes out, you're going to have to come back on the air and tell us about it. This is wonderful. I love oh, it. Oh, absolutely. I'd so, I'd love to. And we actually have short series that we're going to start releasing at the beginning of the year called The Penny Adventures, and it touches a lot on the Penny Dreadfuls. We're back in oh, England yeah, sure. in the Victorian era. Sure. Okay. Well, I want to I want to get back to music because we'll we'll but I do want you to come on. Look, this is um this is Neon, the fabulous piece of music. I could listen to that. I put that in the background, just top of my my playlist uh, constantly. Um, Now, you sing in that, all I wanted was a little more time, but I couldn't get enough. Now, apart from the song, is there something in life you can't get enough of, something that drives you that, that, because you don't seem like you're somebody who's resting on your laurels. You're doing music and you're touring and you're writing books and things. So what is it you don't get enough of? Um, I think, uh, I, I it's it, it's a it's a lot of things. Uh, Neon, the song. If you look, it's it's actually an acronym, and a lot of people don't know this. It stands for Never Ending Optimistic Nights, and it's the fact of there's something about neon lights that just make you. There's something. It's almost awe-inspiring. It's you, know, you see. I remember going to Tomorrowland and seeing all these neon lights as a kid, and just being like, wow. I mean, just. 
the word wow audibly coming out of my mouth, seeing these neon lights and, uh, you know, being at Disneyland. And so it's having those never-ending optimistic nights of when you're touring or you're writing or you're in the studio. And when you really love what you do, uh, an air of optimism will get you through anything. And I'll tell you, there's been a few tours where we've been on where uh, we get a show canceled. Our budget runs low. You know, you still gotta you still gotta make it to the next show, and you know things are gonna work out, and so you push forward, you keep moving forward, and and that's something that I have subscribed to for a long time. Well, unfortunately, okay. we have to stop pushing forward because we are out of time. But yes, um, before before we leave, where can people go to see your tour schedule? Because we have a lot of emails here from people who want to know if you're going to be in in their town, uh, Phoenix or Tucson or Tampa or wherever. So where can people go to see your tour schedule? Uh, they can go to PullmanStandard.com. We're going to be back out on the road in, in the spring. So if you miss us this time, we're coming out for a South by Southwest tour and then the late spring in the middle of the U.S. Please check us out, Twitter, Instagram, follow us up to date and, uh, you know, like and all that stuff. But a big thing that we're doing is a GoFundMe campaign. So go to GoFundMe.com, and it's really it's to help us shoot our next music video, the next okay. big step with Pullman Standard on a huge promotional campaign. Okay. And where do people go to get your to get your music? Where can they buy your music? iTunes is a big way to get it. You can go find us on ReverbNation.com, and all of the proceeds uh, come to us. So if you go buy, uh, download the MP3s on ReverbNation.com. We don't do a, a split with iTunes, but not a lot of people know that, so... Uh, and most of the time they go on iTunes to get the music. You can also stream us on Spotify, uh, Pandora. We're, we're pretty okay. much everywhere, soundcloud.com. So. Okay, well, we are out of time, unfortunately, and we're going to have to have you back on. Let us know when your, your books are ready, and we'll, we'll, we'll do that. But I want for, right now I want to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, today, uh, despite all the, the, the troublesome calling in from, from the road, anybody that's done 600 gigs uh, deserves a little slack. Right? So thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, that's Timmy D. of Pullman Standard. Their new single, Starting Static, is available for streaming free on SoundCloud. You can buy all their albums and singles, and you should. Um, uh, at iTunes or check out their website for their tour dates. They're on the road until the middle of this month. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. And then, you know, who knows? We're going to take a break right now. And when we return, Halo Circus. But don't go away. You are not going to miss this. And, and in the meantime, though, I promised I was going to play you a little bit of Love You Because You're There by Hidden Charms. Uh, and here we go. This is Love You Because, because You're There. <laughs>
That's a little bit of Love You by Hidden Charms, the the London-based group I told you about. We wanted to have them on the air, but unfortunately, the time difference and the phone calls and all that sort of stuff from London didn't work. But they are going to be back in the United States. They actually recorded that in Los Angeles, and we will have them on the air. In the meantime, look them up, Hidden Charms. Well, we are back. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, your host here at Music Friday Live. And before our um, uh, our next guest is up, um, this is the legendary incendiary Allison Arajeta of uh, Halo Circus and one of the best best bass players around. Uh, uh, her uh, her bass player Matthew Hager. Uh, I wanted to just remind you, in case you've been living on the moon for the for for a little while, exactly uh, who they are. This is. Um, well, let me see. I've seen them. I've been really following this band. I've seen Halo Circus live three times. I was at their debut in the Troubadour two years ago. I saw them at the Hotel Cafe in Hollywood. And most recently, I saw them at the St. Rock Club in Hermosa Beach, California, which is a real mecca for people who like rock. Each time, I was struck by the way frontwoman Allison created melodic, deeply emotional lyrics that kind of rode on top of and seamlessly wove into the band's really, really sophisticated high-octane rock. And the, the effect is cinematic. The, uh, this band does not just create music. It's sort of a reality unto itself. It, it, it's also a whole lot of fun to listen to. When the band was on the show a couple of months ago, back in September, Allison couldn't be with us. So she, I think she was with us for about 30 seconds or maybe a minute. So we're bringing them back for all those questions that you wanted to ask, but you couldn't. But you can now because we're joined by Halo Circus frontwoman and co-founder Allison Erejeta and uh, multi-platinum songwriter and the band's bass player, Matthew Hagen. Allison and Matthew... Welcome Hi. back to Friday Live. Good to be back. And how are you? I'm doing well. And, of course, anytime I get to talk to you and listen to your music, and I've been listening to it for the past day or so, I'm doing even better. Well, first of all, <laughs> let me say thank you both for taking the time to come back on the air with us. It's not often we get a chance to talk to great musicians like yourself twice. Well, I mean, you have a lot of nice things to say. So um, we'll be here anytime. <laughs> you've right, been really, right. you've been really good to us. So uh, and and um, I, I mean, you're just really fun to talk to too. I, I heard the interview uh, you had with Brian and Matthew. It's it was just a lot of fun. Um, well, so thanks for having us again. It's a good thing this is radio because people can't see me blush. Um, well, <laughs> first of all. I, you know, I have to ask you, how was the album coming? When you were on in September, you described that you were producing your debut album the old-fashioned way with the band locked up in a real studio or recording each song live until it was note perfect. Well, have you done that? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's Matthew's, like, ready to come in. But um, <laughs> I think since we since we last spoke, uh, since you guys last spoke, we've we've actually been in the studio a lot, uh, mixing with um, freaking uh, Craig Bauer, who is this incredible, just incredible human being, talented, um, um, just well-known mixer producer. He's worked with Kanye West and Smashing Pumpkins, and that's it's funny. That's been our Matt. It's been 
mine and Matthew Hager's vision from the very beginning to have uh, a Kanye West sound to these songs. And Craig Bauer is like our superhero that just (laughs) the the songs needed. And um, it was just a, a, a gift. And we've been working with him. He's been incredible. The songs sound amazing I, I they mm. you know and and yes we have been doing this the i guess old-fashioned way um which is taking our time you know we've been lucky enough to have fans that um have stuck around for the past three years and and mm. waiting patiently for this album and they've been a they've been a part of the whole transition and they've seen us live and um it's it's all naturally becoming what we've always wanted it to to look and sound like yeah and i i can safely say it's finally sounding like a million bucks we uh (laughs) we're we're mixing (laughs) we didn't spend that much (laughs) no well you know it does it takes time and it takes money to make a great album and we're coming up on year three now of the band and uh we just got really really fortunate we were able to record the album the way we wanted to and then to have craig come in at the end we're mixing song three uh right now after this interview we're going to go over there and uh, he's mixing the song band-aid which we wrote with paul williams which is sounding great and it's just it's a very exciting time everything's coming together wow well you know having seen you live um and i think you played some of the songs that you're that's going to be on this album at saint rock and and the effect was Mm -hmm. powerful at least to me but from your vantage point, you're on the stage. You're you're looking into something of a black hole because of the lighting. You're listening to the monitors. Um, Allison, you're you're you seem like you're off in another world when you sing. How do you how do you gauge the feedback from the audience? What what tells you that that this song resonates really well and the next song doesn't resonate quite as much? And do you tweak the music afterwards? Mm. Yeah. Well, we've done everything you just said we've done in the last three years. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we, you know, we've, we've definitely, we've tweaked, um, and, uh, we've listened to, to, and we've listened and we've watched very closely to people's reactions. Um, you know, it's, it's a very, it's a very scary thing when you're starting something from scratch and then you're putting it out there um you know you for for us um as a band or as musicians artists our job is um to kind of put a balance between making sure we are very happy with what we are putting out there as you know as being honest artists or whatever you want to call it these days but also the other side of that which is having people understand it does it translate um and so we've because of the time we've had we've we've been able to to really um listen and and accept what's been um given back to us as feedback or even just live i mean mm-hmm. definitely playing these songs i remember when we played these songs for the first time at the Troubadour, and you were there, Patrick. You yes. said you were there at the first Troubadour show? I, I was. I, I went through my okay, calendar so... and, and realized that I'd gone there for another band. 
So you wow. probably you probably can can even speak to the difference of I mean we probably look like oh, yeah. completely dif- different people. We probably look like we've aged too, and <laughs> probably no, we probably much. look we probably look tired, but we look serious now. I mean we were very it was scary. It was the first time you know we had we were introducing these songs, and um, I mean we we were just showered with love that night it was amazing um good so that, that I, I was wanna, a big boost i want to play one of those songs i said in the introduction that your music is kind of a reality unto itself and and i think that this song is a good example of how you do that so let's listen to uh, uh do you believe in shame song moves on, um, Allison just explodes in it. But uh, uh, that, to me, is a perfect blend of drums and guitars and, and a voice and an otherworldly kind of experience. In fact, I want to see if I can get that otherworldly experience in here. Here we come. <laughs> You know, I went back and looked at the video of of um, your performance in that song at the Hotel Cafe, and you you introduced the song really joyfully. But Allison, as you got into it, it kind of absorbed you. It, it was hard to tell if what I was seeing on stage was agony or ecstasy, right? Uh, uh, so, so which is it when you're doing something like that? That's funny. Yeah, that that tends to that that happens. With the, with the songs. And, and I mean that's such a that's such a beautiful song, you know. Um that's a Duran Duran cover and, and Simon's lyrics, um, I feel like they just have to be respected and um the, those lyrics definitely deserve a concentration of no like other because uh they they they're beautiful and um they speak to uh, a lot of um, my truth and a lot of other people's truths, and um, we were actually able to, to have that song be a part of um, making patterns rhyme, um, a, tri- a tribute uh, album to Duran Duran with a lot of incredible other artists. And um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 all about the lyrics of Duran Duran too. So. Yeah, we have a new music coming out, a music video coming out for that song in December. Keep an eye out for that. 
Oh, yeah. I can hardly wait. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I can hardly wait. Well, well, Matt, I also wanted to, to notice the, um, the bass chord in the way you do that is, is inspired that you move the bass to the forefront of the song and you use it in kind of a long buildup that set the mood in the way the original doesn't, you completely change the tone and you made the song so cinematic, kind of a cinematic stage for Allison's voice. How did you do that? Was that purposeful or did you just kind of, it just kind of flowed out of you? Oh, that's such a nice thing to say. Um, a little bit of, of both, you know, John, uh, I worked with Duran Duran. Uh, I've worked with them for a long time. John Taylor is a really good friend of mine. And I kind of had, I've always wanted to cover that song. And I kind of had the idea of sort of make it a tribute to him, um, him being the bass player. So I sort of, there's an instrumental hook on that song that, that Nick plays on keyboards. And I just decided to kind of play it on bass as a tribute to John. And once I, I did that, it sort of changed the whole way the song was coming together. And, uh, you know, Allison and I just sort of put those things together with guitar, with bass and vocals and then took it to Veronica and we had a rehearsal. And and that was it. It, it happened very quickly. It was, it was a really great experience. Well, I want to uh, talk a little bit more about how you create sonic stages for Allison's voice. Now, here, here's another example. This is gone. I find myself looking at someone I don't know. I find her reflection until I let go. She tells me to feed off the poison I'm so Now there's that that build up again, um, and and Veronica is so disciplined on the drums. She's so patient that we we get into the world that that Allison is about to create before she steps up to the mic. Is that what you meant when you told us in September that when Allison came into your studio to record some vocals, you heard something beyond rock, a talent that could paint stunning pictures with the right musical canvas. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I don't know what people really know about me. I've been a music producer for a long time. I've worked with a lot of different artists. You know, um, I met Allison after having a, a, a pretty substantial career with, with many artists. And my ears were pretty burned out, and I wasn't, I wasn't really able to distinguish good from bad anymore. And when, um, when she came in and started singing, it just... Uh, um, for me, what what she does and 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 what she brings to the table, both vocally and artistically, is just so unique, and it's from a different era. And so all of a sudden, I'm I'm hearing her sing, and I'm hearing I'm hearing Patsy Cline, and I'm hearing Portishead, and I'm hearing Roy Orbison, and I'm hearing Pink Floyd, and I'm hearing uh, Bjork, and I'm hearing uh, you know uh, Hole, and I'm hearing Nirvana, and I and um, you know, even even shit, even a little added James and Billy Holiday. So 
as a producer, as a musician, um, this was like a, a just a giant glowing green light um, to have as much fun as as we possibly could musically and create a new environment specifically around her voice. And then when I got to know her and I started hearing her story, um, a story which really has never been um, told that much in the press, you know, I, I just encouraged her to write from her history and. You, know, you mentioned playing live and trying out these songs and everything. The funny thing is, is we kind of created this other world, this sort of concept album that stemmed from the idea of this this uh, girl who was born to El Salvadorian immigrants, uh, grew up in South Central, native language is Spanish, and all the experiences and the, the filter uh, that she sees things um, and how unique that is. So we we did that. And that was the album that I wanted to write with her. It's the album I wanted her to do and she wanted to do. So once we started playing lines, it was like, well, how does this bilingual journey of this girl who grew up in South Central, who went from El Salvadorian immigrants all the way to, uh, you know, uh, having an album in the top 40 billboard charts, um, what does that look like? What does that feel like? What does that sound like? What is that, you know, what are the opinions of someone who goes through that and sees the disparity of the highs and the lows? And, you know, when you walk outside your house and you see all that poverty and all that crime and all that hopelessness, and then you drive five miles to, you know, to Sunset Boulevard where they're waiting to put you on camera and they're, wait- and they're telling you how amazing and smart and talented you are, it's just bizarre. And I wanted to document that. I thought she deserved that as an artist, too. Well, you, you did very well. And uh, we're, we are getting deluged with uh, email uh, cool. about you. <laughs> Most of the people uh, who are uh, writing in, I'm not going to read each one because they all ask pretty much the same question, is uh, where can we see you live? When's your next show? And your next show is actually December 14th, isn't it? You're coming back to the Troubadour. Yes. Full circle. Going back. It's, big, it's um, a big, big show for us. Yeah, we, we really, it's it's almost like a, just a, a celebration and a big thank you um, to our fans that have, that were there from the very beginning. Um, and, and also, like Matthew said earlier, we're releasing, um, we're releasing our Do You Believe in Shame video uh, before the show um, in December. So it's, it's just, it's crazy for us because also um, we have Teddy Campbell, who's a who's a close friend and um, I guess a musician. Like, how would you say coworker? That's so weird. <laughs> I work with him a lot with Ricky Minor, and like I've known him since I was sixteen. Um, and I remember he threw he put together the first Troubadour show we ever played. And he invited me down, and that that was like right around uh, the Halo Circus time, and, and um, it was our first show, and it it was a me- very meaningful time, and, and so he was he was a part of that, and to also have him be a part of this show again as we are coming full circle, um, being where we are now, you know, since that first Troubadour show we played. We've played everywhere, and we went from having a full-on, like, standing ovation at the Troubadour to 
three people at the whiskey and then going, oh, okay, so this, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be hard. Yeah, they aren't going to give it to us, are they? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, you mean they're not always going to be, like, standing ovation and, like, they're they're not just going to automatically start screaming and um, know our songs? No. Um, Well, I think they will from now on. Uh, uh, Let me remind my audience that we're talking with uh, Allison Arahepta and Matthew uh, Hager of Halo Circus. We're talking about their their upcoming album and their big show, another big show that's going to be December 14th. So if you are in Southern California, you really Mm -hmm. don't want to miss this. This is going to be a major joyful uh, extravaganza at the Troubadour. So go to the Troubadour's website now and get your tickets mm-hmm. because it's going to sell out. That's December 14th at the Troubadour. Yes. Now, uh, uh, I've got a lot of other people, a lot of other emails. I'll read one of them here. Uh, this is from um, uh, Master Maiden in um, uh, West Hollywood. Master Maiden wants to know, are you going to be singing songs from the new album at uh, the Troubadour? Yes. Absolutely. All, all all Halo Circus new, um, all all new songs, and and these songs will be on um, the album, and we are okay. really excited to share all that right. with well, everyone. Another reason for people to buy their tickets now, okay? And Elena, <laughs> Elena in Los Angeles wants to know. Um, she says, "I saw you at the hotel cafe, and uh, I, be- if I remember, there was an accordion and other instruments uh, in the band that night. Yeah. Do you always have other instruments in the band?" Uh, no, we don't. Um, uh, but we actually the the accordion is G Rabe uh, Rabe Rabe. Um, she will be playing with. She will be sitting in at the troubadour with us. Um, mainly, we're like a, a a power trio, but occasionally we'll bring up a accordion and sometimes violin, and that'll definitely be represented at the troubadour. Okay. Um, on some of the smaller club gigs, uh, it's just the three of us, four of us. All right, we're getting close on time, and I wanted to play some of the Spanish songs you've released and then continue a conversation we began in September. This is a Yo Me Voy. That's uh, Yo Me Voy. Now, Allison, I- I'd like to follow up on a little bit on the conversation that uh, we started in September about your bilingual, bicultural background and how it affects your music. Latinas are surging nationally, from pop stars to news announcers, corporate CEOs. Even the winner of the season's runway uh, is a Latina. And, of course, oh, nice. there are... Uh, that was last night too. Uh, there are many Latinas blending Latin and rock forms into the music. You know, people like Ali J, who was on the, the the show at the top of the hour. As I would expect, you are going about it a little differently. You are Latina, raised uh, by immigrants in South Los Angeles. You sing in Spanish and English, and you mix the languages. But the way you mix the music forms, I've not heard before. There's no cumbia or banda or ranchero in your rock. But the emotion of Latin songs sort of permeates your rock, 
and the urgency of rock permeates your Latin songs. It, it's it's a very subtle way in in which you 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 do it. It's it's, it's uh, am I right or am I missing something? Is this on purpose? Does it just happen this way? I mean, your 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 choice of words are so visual and and spot on. I mean, mm. yeah, I, I I have to agree with you because. I, I think since you, I could easily say that this album is the, the first thing that that has uh, truly represented um, who I've been, who I am, and who I want to be as a human being and as an artist for the rest of my life. Um, therefore, I, I'm I'm almost taking baby steps with my background and with everything I've learned up to now. And I, I've just been through um, a lot. I mean, uh, you know, going from the show Quinceañera, I lived in Mexico for a little bit, uh, then did Idol, which is enough to say that's a lifetime of someone's life. Like, that's, that's enough right. to say, like, I did that, that was good. And then, right. you know, to now, and... Um, there's something about uh, this. There's something about Spanish music altogether, and you know, I grew up in Trancheras, and there's an emotional. Um, uh, there's there's just an emotional line underneath everything that has to do with that, and and I think there's just um, well, that's what well. I've been able to put into to all my songs. It's it's almost learning how to feel. For the first well, time ever, and learning well, how you, to you, you do it well. Yeah. Unfortunately, we have crossed the line, which my uh, producer uh, waves at me and says, "It's giving me the funny signs about his about the <laughs> So uh, I'm have to say, as we did last time, uh, we ran out of time. So I want to say thank you very much. I really want to continue this conversation in lots of different forms. So we will do it again. Thank you very much for taking the time Great. to be back. Yeah, we, we, we have some. We have some big announcements coming in January. We'll come back then. Okay, yes. you, you got a deal. You got a deal. And in the meantime, I want to make sure everybody in Southern California comes to December 14th at the Troubadour. I will be there. Yes. Everybody in Southern California should be too. Follow Halo Circus on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, they'll let you know all about those these big announcements that are coming out. Thanks again. Yes, we hope to see everyone there. Thanks for Thanks, having me. Patrick. Us. Thank you. Bye now. You've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyberstation USA, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feed. You'll get real-time updates on our guests. Vote for your favorite musician on Music Friday Live by emailing me and tell me who you'd like to hear on the show. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at it. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com. That's blogtalkradio.com slash Music Friday. You can also get us on iTunes, this, uh, this program and all other program. This program will be up on iTunes in about oh a minute or two, but you can download uh, the podcast from blog from blogtalkradio.com slash Music Friday almost instantaneously. Be here next Friday. Our guest will be Las Cafeteras from 
uh, from uh, Los Angeles. And Jill Jacks is stopping by Music Friday Live. She's on tour. She's going to be playing in Los Angeles. She said she'd uh, take a little bit of time away from her preparations and talk with us. She's been on the show before. She's a fabulous, high-energy musician, and she's also really, really funny. You're going to enjoy this show. So check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we're going to, we'll keep you updated on all of the guests. And uh, meanwhile, have a great musical weekend. I'm going to leave you with a little bit of uh, Yomi Voy by uh, Halo Circus. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.